Old radio, old radio, old radio, old radio, old radio. Comedy podcast. Welcome to episode sixty-three of season four of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. The King Sisters were a big band era group consisting of six sisters. Louise, Donna, Yvonne, Maxine, Marilyn, and Alice King. They were from Utah and raised in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Their first job was on a local Salt Lake City radio station, then later after they moved to California on a station in Oakland. Their idols were the Boswell sisters, and in the early 30s, Louise, Maxine, and Alice formed a trio based on them. During the 1930s, various sisters were added or left the group, and it ranged from a trio to a six-member group while they performed separately or together with a number of famous bands at the time, such as Artie Shaw, Charlie Barnett, and Al Pierce. In the late 30s and 40s, they appeared together in several Hollywood films and began appearing on numerous radio shows, such as The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet. In 1953, Alice, Marilyn, and Yvonne joined as a trio on Gene Autry's Melody Ranch radio show as the Gene Autry Blue Jeans. In 1965, they began hosting their own TV series, The King Family Show, which also featured Alice's husband, Robert Clark, and their sons. The group effectively retired by the end of the 60s, but the family musical tradition carries on to this day with the four King cousins, consisting of some of the original sisters' daughters. Also, Louise's grandsons, Wynne and William Butler, are members of the modern rock band Arcade Fire. Now sit back and enjoy the October 7, 1945 broadcast of The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, featuring the King sisters. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Gosh, you want so well. Gee, how about that right here in the morning's paper, Harriet? Ozzy, I can't understand a word you say. You're not talking, you're just mumbling. Oh, I'm sorry. How's this? The solid silver with beauty that lives forever is international sterling. Now you're talking. The solid silver with beauty that lives forever is International Sterling. From Hollywood, International Silver Company, creators of International Sterling, present The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, starring America's favorite young couple, Ozzie Nelson and Harriet Hilliard. Well, it's 
a beautiful fall morning both outside and inside the Nelson home at 1847 Rogers Road. David and Ricky are outside playing, but Ozzie and Harriet are at the breakfast table looking over the morning mail. Well, looks so there's a lot of mail for me. Yes, honey, but just looks that way. Most of it's for David. Oh. I'd like to know why David gets more mail than I do. Well, dear, he sends in more box tops than you do. (laughs) Incidentally, whatever happens to the stuff that's in the boxes, the box tops come from? Are we piling it up in a little room somewhere or what? I don't know, and I'm afraid to ask. Let's see what's there in the mail here. David Nelson. David Nelson. David Nelson. David Nelson. David Nelson. Alonzo Gorkin cut it. Hey, how did that guy slip in there? Is there somebody living with us we don't know about? Let's see. Oh, I guess the postman made a mistake. It's not even our address. Hey, look. There must be something wrong here. Here's a letter for us. That's odd-looking handwriting, isn't it? Well, we know some odd-looking people. Oh, <laughs> well, Mom, Pop, is there a letter here for me from Charles Atlas? Yeah, there probably is. <laughs> you got a whole mess of them here. Gosh, look at the one you got. Hey, Pop, can I have the stamp off that envelope? Okay, just wait till I finish reading it. Hey, well, I'll be darned. Harriet, you'll never guess who this letter is from. Really? Who? Now, let me see how good you are. See if you can guess. I'll give you a few hints. Okay. It's from a certain man we saw only once. A man who went far away, and you never thought you'd hear from him again. The waiter at the restaurant last night. (laughs) No, no, you think I'm kidding. Now, think back a couple of months. Do you remember meeting a certain Arabian officer, Ali Magaga? He came to San Francisco to the peace conference. He visited Los Angeles one weekend. Oh, sure, I remember sure. now. That nice foreign fellow we met at the Palladium. Mm-hmm. What's the name of that little country he's from? Uh, Bazarkistan. That's right. <laughs> Say, where is Bazarkistan again? Why, it's it's about... Uh, well, as a matter of fact, you go right through it to get to... Uh, uh, before I tell you, let's see how good David is at geography. <laughs> David, where is Bazarkistan? Gosh, I don't know, Pop. Son, that just goes to show you should study your geography. What if when you're grown up, your son asks you, where's Bazarkistan? What do you say? I'll say, son, that just goes to show you you should study your... Okay, okay. (laughs) Never mind it anyway. What does he say in the letter? Let me see. Uh, Honored friends, it is I, Ali Magaga, who writes to thank you again for your kindness to me. Oh, isn't that nice? Hmm. In appreciation of your friendship, which you bestowed on a stranger in your city, I am sending you in separate package a token of my extremely gratitude. Thanking you again for your kindly hospital. I remember <laughs> Prince Sally McGuff. Hey, I didn't know he was a prince. Gosh. P.S. If you're ever in Bazarkistan, look me up. I'm in the book. <laughs> hey, how about that? Isn't it exciting? A gift from an Arabian prince. What do you suppose it'll be? Well, I don't want to build your hopes up, but uh, didn't Ali Magaga tell us they had a lot of precious stones and metals in his country? Yeah, and remember? He was wearing a big green emerald the size of a traffic light. Please don't exaggerate, dear. I remembered very well, and it wasn't any bigger than a walnut. <laughs> Maybe he's sending me a string of pearls. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Well, I'm a little insulted. After all, I gave you a string of pearls once, and I worked pretty hard to get them, too. That's right, you did. Took you three nickels to make that iron claw drop in the right place. (laughs) Anyway, I'll bet the gift is for me. You know, you may be right. After all, Arabia is the place where they have those harems with beautiful dancing girls that do the dance of the seven veils. Oh, he wouldn't say... Why not? 
You mean you, you really think? Well, sure. Maybe he sent you the seven veils. Fine. That's like getting a Tootsie Roll without the Tootsie. <laughs> so, you know, it would be funny if he did send me one of those dancing girls. Oh, Ozzy, what would you do with an Arabian dancing girl? Don't be silly. I like to dance. <laughs> well, I still think it'll be a precious jewel of some sort. You know, those Arabian princes are fabulously wealthy. It could be a ruby. Gee, a ruby. What are rubies worth? Mm, any price. Might be $500, might be thousands of dollars. Gosh, imagine us with a ruby worth thousands of dollars. He may send us a magic carpet. David, don't let your imagination run away with you. <laughs> David, isn't it time you started for school? Well, what do I have to go to school for if we're going to be rich? Oh, hurry up, Davy. You'll be late. Okay, goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye. son. He's a good little fella. I wonder where he gets that vivid imagination from. You through with breakfast, dear? Yes, I am. I'll call Gloria. Gloria! Oh, Gloria! Did you call me, Mrs. Nelson? <laughs> yes, I did, Gloria. We're all through breakfast. What do you think, Gloria? We got a letter from Bazarkistan today. Well, well, imagine that. When is he getting out of the army? No, no, Gloria. Bazarkistan is a country. We've just received a letter from a friend of ours telling us to be on the lookout for a gift from there. Oh, I see. Um, and where is Bazarkistan located? Well, it's a little country somewhere on the Arabian Peninsula, I believe. Oh. Uh, you see, when I went to school, I was very bad in arithmetic. <laughs> arithmetic? Gloria, you study about Arabia in geography. I know, but if you can't add, you can't tell time. And if you can't tell time, how are you ever going to get to your geography class? <laughs> Gloria, look. Arabia is a country far away from America, and life's very different there. It is? Mm-hmm. It's a place of strange romance and adventure, where men come galloping out of the night, sweep you into their arms, and carry you off into the hills. Did you ever walk down Hollywood Boulevard? <laughs> Anyway, Gloria, the important thing is that we're expecting a gift. So will you be on the lookout for it in case we're not at home? Oh, sure, Mr. Nelson. You know, I'm expecting a gift, too, from my boyfriend, Elmer. I think he's going to give me an electric iron. An electric iron? Well, I'm not sure, but I think so. <laughs> Last time I saw him, we had an argument, and he said he was going to give it to me hot and heavy. <laughs> of a present are you expecting, Mrs. Nelson? Well, we don't know, Gloria, but we think it might be a ruby. Oh, that's nice. I've been expecting a ruby for two years now. Who from? Who cares? <laughs> you know, you never can tell where you'll get things from. A fortune teller once told me I'd get something valuable from somewhere I least expected it. And did you? The very next day. I was eating oysters in a restaurant. And what happened? I got tomaine poisoning and collected $200. I'll get it. A delivery here for Mr. and Mrs. Ozzie Nelson. Oh, is this the one that came all the way from Arabia? Yeah, that's right. 
Oh, you poor man, you must be tired. from Arabia. Oh, wonderful. Want me to sign it, mister? Uh, yes, please. Sign right there. Well, where's the package? Aren't you going to bring it in? Well, I could bring it in, lady, but I think you better go out. Well, let's go see what it is, Harriet. Harriet, where are you? I'm right with you. I'm coming, too. Well, there you are, folks. There it is. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Of all things to send us. A camel. <laughs> Yes, sir, folks, that's what it is, all right. A real live camel. Is that what that is? I thought it was a horse with the mumps. <laughs> I can't believe my eyes. I can't believe my eyes. But I can believe my nose. <laughs> Something's got to be done about that camel we got yesterday. We'll just have to get rid of it. Yeah, I guess you're right. Of course, David won't like the idea. Well, I know, dear, but what can we do? With that camel in the yard, it's like living next door to a glue factory. <laughs> Every time the wind changes, a different neighbor complains. Yeah, I must admit he's a little on the gamey side. Sort of like the Hackensack River at low tide. I never realized that camels had such a peculiar fragrance. Peculiar fragrance. He's practically a secret weapon. Now, David was figuring on riding him to school tomorrow, too. Oh, Ozzie, that's too dangerous. A little boy riding a camel down the street? Oh, I don't know. Camels are tall. How high can a woman driver hit? <laughs> well, David will just have to be disappointed then, because that camel's too strong for me to endure. I find myself hoping I'll get a head cold. Oh, I agree with you. We've got to get rid of him. You know something, though? I think Gloria's going to be sorry to see him go, too. What makes you say that? Well, yesterday, Gloria spent over two hours with the camel. Oh, that's just plain silly. Maybe it's just plain silly, but today she got a seat on the Sunset Bus. <laughs> you know, I just got a frightening thought. <laughs> Ozzie, you know, this is a little scary. It may not be so easy. Just how do you get rid of a camel? Well, I don't know. I guess the best thing to do would be to call the zoo. Well, that sounds logical. Sure, they need all kinds of wild animals. Let me see. Here's the number. I'll call them right now. Hello? Hello, is this the zoo? That's right. Well, my name is Nelson, and I have a camel. Glad to know you. <laughs> my name is Mike, and I got three of them. I'm afraid I didn't make myself clear. You see, I don't like this camel very much. Oh, you don't, no. Well, I'll tell you something surprising. I ain't ever been caught with my arm around any one of these, either. Look, I'll come right to the point. Oh, no. Keep me guessing. It's intriguing. What I'd like to do is donate my camel to the zoo. Oh, I see. After all, you only have three camels there now. Uh-huh. And you want to make it four, huh? That's right. I'll tell you what I'll do. Just as soon as they give any indication that they want to sit down and play bridge, I'll let you know. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, how do you like that? I thought the zoo would be happy to get a camel. Say, this might not be so easy getting rid of him. Oh, there's nothing to worry about, Harriet. I'll call a circus here in town. I'll try the movie studios. And of course, if worse comes to worse, there's always one thing we can do. <laughs> What's that? We can always throw a saddle on him and sell him to Bing Crosby. <laughs>
Something tells me Ozzie and Harriet are going to have their work cut out for them. Let's turn from Ozzie and Harriet temporarily to another young couple. It doesn't matter who they are. What matters are the words that the man is saying. I'm home for good, darling. I got my discharge papers today. Right now, those are probably the happiest words a wife can hear. The day she hears them, life begins again. All the dreams she's had, now they can come true. The home they planned, now they can have it. One of the first things they'll want, one of the first things you'll want if you're that young couple, will be fine silver. And international sterling silver is very fine. It's solid silver through and through. You can tell just by looking at it that only silversmiths of exceptional skill and long experience could create patterns so lovely. And if you stopped to inquire, you'd find that the traditions of international sterling silversmiths are more than a century old that the men who create today's beautiful international sterling patterns are successors to those early Americans who made spoons of coin silver. International sterling silver is something real and permanent. Your international sterling remains indestructible and beautiful all the days of your life. That's the kind of silver to build a home with. And these are the words that will get it for you. International sterling silver. Bring you now the delightful singing of the four famous King Sisters. trying desperately to get rid of the camel that was sent them by an Arabian prince whom they had befriended. Not only is the camel less than beautiful, but he also has a very unfortunate personality. In fact, the neighbors are threatening to make things difficult if Ozzie doesn't get rid of tall, tan, and tangy. As our scene opens, he's still phoning, trying to dispose of the prince's aromatic gift. 
Hello, I have a camel here. Hello, I have a camel here. Hello, I have a... Well, you can wait a minute. I minus it a pair of nylons. Well, you better think of something, Ozzy. We call the zoo, the circus, and practically every movie studio in town. Hey, wait a minute. There's still one movie studio left. Maybe this is the right place. Hello? Uh, could I speak to someone in production, please? That's right. Hello? Uh, I have a camel here, and I was wondering whether you could use him over at your studio. Oh, you do? Well, he's a really fine camel, and I'm... Sh What's that? Oh, well, uh, thanks just the same. Goodbye. Well, what went wrong that time? They need one that's trained. Well, ours is trained. For a tap dance with Gene Kelly? <laughs> well, what do you think we better do about him? Well, first I think we ought to burn some old rubber and feathers in the incinerator to cover up the smell. <laughs> Boy, it certainly is oppressive around here today. And it isn't the heat or the humidity. It's a camel. How are we going to get rid of him? I wonder if we kept him locked up in there, if it would be possible for him to get so he couldn't stand himself. No, I don't think so. I wonder if we should try to give him a rubdown with mum. Won't work. Look what happened yesterday when I tried to wash him with Life Boy. What? He ate six bars and stood out there blowing soap bubbles through his nose. I'm afraid to answer the door anymore. Every time I go, it's another neighbor complaining. You know, I've been thinking this over, and there's only one thing to do. What's that? Send the camel right back to Bazarkistan where he came from. We can write a very courteous letter. You know. Dear Prince, thanks for the gift, but we just can't handle it. By golly, I think you're right. You know, he seemed like such an intelligent guy, I can't imagine him sending us a camel. It's really your turn, but I'll get it. Let's face it together, dear. Good afternoon. Are you Mr. and Mrs. Ozzie Nelson? Well, that depends. The Mr. and Mrs. Ozzie Nelson who received the gift of a camel from... Oh, yes, this is the play. <laughs> well, what can we do for you? Well, my name is Monroe, Thomas Jefferson Monroe, with the State Department, Washington, D.C. Oh, won't you come in? Thanks. <laughs> we received the camel from Prince Ali Magaga of Bazarkistan, Arabia. Splendid, Mr. Nelson, Splendid. It was with great pleasure that we heard that you were honored by this gift from the prince. Uh, what is your interest in the camel, Mr. Monroe? Well, we of the State Department are always greatly pleased at an expression of goodwill between another country and ours. Such little matters go a long way towards strengthening and cementing deeper relationships between nations. Therefore, it is with great satisfaction that I take note of the fact that with this camel, friendships have become, I might say, uh, 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 ripened. You might even say over-ripened. <laughs> I'm sure the prince sent you a fine animal. Well, you better go out and take a look now if you want to see him, because I'm shipping him back to Ali Magaga today. You're doing what? Mr. Nelson, you don't know what you're saying. You can't ship that camel back. That would constitute an insult of the greatest proportion. Please, Mr. Nelson. Well, I'm sorry, but I have to. Can't keep him here. We've had nothing but complaints ever since he arrived. You mean the neighbors? Not only the neighbors. We got a call from a flower shop in Glendale that 200 petunias had curled up and died. <laughs> well, I hate to apply pressure, Mr. Nelson, but as a representative of the State Department, I must appeal to your patriotism. I must insist that you reconsider. 
You mean we have to keep the camel? But of course. The prince would be horribly offended if you got rid of the animal. Well, we're offended now, constantly. This is the same thing as asking us to move. Mr. Nelson, I'm sure you wouldn't want to do anything that might lead to international complications. Well, I can't believe it'd make that difference. Frankly, I'm from Missouri. Oh, you are from Missouri. In that case, maybe something can be done about it at the White House. <laughs> In the meantime, don't get rid of that camel. This is the worst mess I've ever been in. The State Department won't let me send the camel back, and the police and the neighbors refuse to let me keep it. It's like having your pants catch on fire in front of the YWCA. Well, the only thing left to do is try and bluff it out, you know that? Let's just pretend we haven't got any camel around here, no matter what the neighbors say. Well, we can try, I suppose. Oh. Oh, look, here comes Mrs. Broadstreet up the walk, and she looks awfully mad. Well, just stick to our story. We don't have a camel. I've stood for a lot of things from neighbors in my time, Mr. and Mrs. Nelson. But you've just got to get rid of that camel. Camel? Yes, that camel of yours has got to go. Oh, you must be mistaken, Mrs. Broadstreet. We have no camel here. All Mrs. Nelson and I have are two sons. Then the one with the long tail just ate all the water. The wash off my line. It was simply disgraceful. And don't tell me it wasn't a camel. I saw with my own eyes what was chasing me. He was chasing you? That's what I said. He chased me around and around my victory garden until he knocked me flat on my Brussels sprout. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry if he did any damage. Any damage? Why, at the clothesline alone, he ate two of my newest dresses. My favorite slips. Three pairs of stockings. And then... And then... What's the matter? What did he eat then? I had saved it all through the war. It was such wonderful rubber. And it never crept up or fell down. There, there, there now. Now that that's gone, I, I can't get into my clothes. And my husband's going to start calling me fat so again. Goodbye. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. So am I. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, golly. Has she gone, Harriet? Oh, my turn. Oh, uh, remember me? I'm the delivery man. I brought you that camel yesterday. Believe me, friend, we'll never forget you. Uh -huh. Well, uh, just answer one question. Do you still have the camel? Yes, I'm afraid we do. Oh, what a relief. It seems they made a mistake at the transfer company, and the camel ain't for you. Then, then this camel isn't a gift from Arabia? Oh, yeah, yeah, but they got the tag switched. You see, he's supposed to go to the California Zoological Society in Sacramento. Well, brother, that's the best news we've had in weeks. He's right out in the garage, and the sooner you take him, the better. Oh, boy, that's fine. Uh, how do I get to the garage, huh? Just step outside and follow your nose. <laughs> how about that? The camel wasn't for us after all. I thought a camel was an awful strange sort of a gift. Hey, but wait a minute, Ozzie. Now we're right back where we started. If the camel was for somebody else, I'm wondering what the prince sent us. Well, we'll find out. You know that. something? 
Maybe it's a ruby after all. Oh, that's silly. Are you kidding? After a camel, anything's possible. Well, you remember what my first guess was. A beautiful Arabian dancing girl. <laughs> oh, sure. I can just picture the expression on your face if you heard a knock on the door. And you opened it, and there stood an Arabian dancing girl. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are silly. Listen. It... Was that you? No. Well, open the door, will you, dear? Ah, good afternoon, Saib. Greetings from Arabia. <laughs> well, don't just stand there, Ozzy. Say something. Well, I... 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 We'll be back in a moment. Meantime, a friendly suggestion to you who will soon be picking out the pattern for your family silver. A great favorite with the women who have seen it, and one of the loveliest patterns that International Sterling has ever created is Enchantress. It's a pattern that uses both modern and romantic design and blends them perfectly. The handle of Enchantress is a clear, lustrous panel of silver. The ornament, tiny sprays of flowers down the length of each side. You'll like Enchantress. You'll like the way it dresses up a simple table or harmonizes with the more lavish one. You'll like the fact that you can start a service of this beautiful international sterling so very reasonably. A single place setting of six pieces costs under $23. Why not visit your silverware dealer tomorrow, the one who carries a display of international sterling silver in his window. Then you can see Enchantress for yourself and learn how easily this beautiful solid silver can be yours. The pattern is Enchantress. The creator's International Sterling. And now back to Ozzie and Harriet. Oh, this is a very lovely place you have here, Saeed. Oh, thank you. Would you like some more tea and cookies? Yes, thank you. They're very good. So you certainly speak good English. Where were you born? North Hollywood. <laughs> North Hollywood? But weren't you sent here by Prince Alamagagi of Bazakistan, Arabia? Oh, my goodness, no. Well, then why are you wearing that Arabian dancing costume? Oh, oh, I'm so glad you finally asked me that. I wasn't allowed to tell you until you did. You see, I'm being initiated into a sorority at UCLA. <laughs> International Silver Company, creators of International Sterling, invite you to listen again next Sunday to the adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, with songs by the King Sisters and music by Ozzie Nelson's orchestra. Oh, Ozzie, Ozzie, I have the most exciting news. What is it, Harriet? The gift arrived, and it's the most beautiful gift in the world. Well, what is it? Oh, I won't have to tell you. I'll just read the card. It says, even in far-off Arabia, we know that the solid silver with beauty that lives forever is International Sterling. Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.